What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, the aforementioned Joe Kilgallen. And as always, I like to start off this podcast with a little bit of gratitude, a little bit of a special thanks to all of you, the Patreon subscribers, for helping me keep this thing going. Anyone who subscribes to the YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, whatever the fuck it may be, I appreciate you all very, very much. I'm excited, but also a little sad today. It is a Thursday morning, March 30th. I'm recording this. Uh, let me turn my phone off. How rude. I'm excited because today is opening day in Major League Baseball. And as a lot of you who have followed this podcast for some time know, I'm a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. I love baseball. It's my sport. It's my jam. Um, and I don't get to really go. I'm not going to be able to go down to the ballpark and stuff today. Not that I care about going inside the game, but I like being a, like at a bar. But I had these things called children and nobody else could watch them. So it's kind of my responsibility as their father to make sure there's some kind of adult supervision for them. Um, you know, I have uh, never regretted having kids until this moment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, it happens. What can you do? It's going to be freezing down there anyway. But it's one of those things where I'm really just sad to miss the pregame partying and the postgame partying even. Now, I could have gone to the game last year, but I didn't because I was kind of upset with my team for not doing enough to try to win. And so I was like, you know what? I'm still a fan, of course, but I don't have to give them my money directly. So I just went to the bar across the street, Bernie's, and then um, met up with some friends at, at a bar called Output. These are all bars around Wrigley Field afterwards. So the Bleacher Bump Band, great band. And uh, that was fine. That was fun for me. And then the year before, I went to a bar in my old neighborhood with a bunch of uh, my comedian buddies and my buddy, Michael Pecco, who I grew up with. So that was a good way to do it, too. I remember thinking, oh, we should just do that every year. Because um, opening day, it's look, it's great. There's a, there's excitement in the air, but there's also a chill in the air because it's like coldest day of the year. I used to go to opening days. I've been to probably about 10 in my life. Um, so that's a third of my life. Um, almost a, close, close to a quarter, actually, if I'm being honest. And uh and it's it's great. It's it's good, but it's also a little overhyped. You know, it's almost like the New Year's Eve of baseball games. Um, some of you might be listening and disagreeing with me, or some of you might like New Year's Eve, which to that to each their own. But you're crazy, you're crazy, because there's better days. You don't need to like. I just don't like going out when everyone else goes out. I say that, and two weeks ago on this podcast, I couldn't stop talking about how much I love St. Patrick's Day, which I do. Um, no, I like going out when there's a crowd and there's people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want to go out when there's just a handful of people because uh, that could be sad too, you know, because you, then you start looking around and taking stock of your life and your situation where you're like, all right, why is it just me and these horrible looking people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's So that's what's fun about big days like this is it does bring out a great crowd and all that kind of stuff. And you get to uh, it's just the excitement. See, what I love about baseball season so much is that I know it's the sign that good weather is on its way. That's when you when you grew up in a city like Chicago that is so murderously cold. And maybe that's why we have so many murders. You know what I mean? People's sugar finger is freezing in the winter and then summertime comes out and it's like, ooh, let's flex this. Let's flex this son of a gun, right? And then, you know, you start shooting some people in the face. But, uh, you know, maybe some of them deserve it. No one ever talks about that, right? Everyone brings up the Chicago murder rate. We had 650 murders in the year 2022 in Chicago. Yeah, but what, 250 probably had it coming, right? You know, I'm sure there's a couple warnings, right? Someone probably said, hey, don't fucking do that. Or, you know, you go over there and, you know, bad shit happens. But Chicago's murder rate, I'd like to see brought down, of course. It needs to get lower. 
Not to zero, though. I don't want to live in a city where no one gets murdered. You need that threat in the air, right? You need that, I better keep the fucking line feeling, you know? So uh, I don't want it to be brought down to zero, but, you know, I don't know, two, 300, that's probably fine. I mean, you got 3 million people in this town, about 2.75 million. So, yeah, that's pretty good. This would be one of those clips that's taken out of context when I run for mayor one day. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have a killer. My 40s will be a killer decade for me. In which people will know my people already know my love of the city of Chicago, but during my 40s, that's when I'm going to hit my stride of where people are like, not only does he love the city of Chicago, but he is a leader and he is going to do great things and he will do what's best for the city of Chicago. So that way, by the time I actually announce I'm going to run, there'll be enough people out there who are like begging for it. They're like, we need you, Joe. We fucking need you, Joe. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here. Damn it. Let's do this. You know? So, and then, and then we'll get this city on the right track under my leadership. There you go. I would make opening day a holiday right away. That's that's a city holiday. And then I'll try to pressure the rest of the country to follow suit. You know, it is America's pastime after all. It should be a holiday. And um, and yeah, so uh, even though maybe I'm a little bit uh, sad that I'm not going to be, you know, taking part in opening day l- loud bar drinking. Um, so maybe that's why I'm downplaying a little bit, saying it's slightly overhyped. I just uh, growing up. It was interesting because instead of going to opening day, we'd go to the second game of the season because it was half the price in uh, tickets and you'd still get the magnet schedule giveaway. That's what the Cubs would do on opening day for a long time. They would do a magnet schedule giveaway. And me and my dad loved that because you slap on the fridge and then you were like, oh, when's, when do the Cubs play today? And you just look right there. Who are they playing next week? Look right there. Every time you go to get something out of the fridge, you check the Cubs schedule. This was before cell phones where you could just easily pull up an app and find out who's playing when. That's crazy to me. You know, I've been thinking about that for as many great things that are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro tech in a lot of ways, but I'm also like, yeah, it does destroy a lot. And it does take away a part of life that was better. Easier does not always mean better. I think that's something that we need to let sink in a little bit. There are times in which easier is better for sure, but there are times when it's, it's kind of not, you know, being able to just open up my phone and check to see who's in first place in the American League West. Uh, yeah, that's nice. But it was something cool about, hey, hand me the sports section. You know, growing up, I remember that was a big thing in my house. My dad, where's the sports section? What did you What did you do with the sports section of the paper? I'm like, I had it over here. Well, it's not over here now. Look underneath the leisure, arts and leisure. I could see the I could see it sticking out underneath that. You can't see the logo there, right? And then you flip it. Oh, there it is. Great, great, you know. Well, don't don't lose it next time. <laughs> I didn't lose it. You put paper on top of the paper. That was such an argument we always used to have. Where is the sports section? Where's the TV guy? Was a big one too. Um, these were these were all '90s, early 2000s, or really for my dad his whole life because he never owned a cell phone. My stepmom bought him a burner phone when he drove from Chicago to LA when he was kind enough to give me a car. Um, but uh, yeah, never owned a cell phone. Didn't want to be bothered by it. It's like why would I want someone calling me? I have a house line. If I'm out, I'm out. I don't want you bothering me when I'm out. Like it was just like simple, old school, but also correct. The older I get, the more I realize that man was right. Um, I kind of want to start to tell jokes about this part of because I didn't. But you know, with my special, which hopefully will be out sooner than honestly, not till May. It's probably not going to be till May. Um, he's never going to listen to this. But my fancy boy director is too goddamn busy. Um, and it's, it's irking me slightly, to be honest with you. I hope you do hear this, actually. I might need a wake-up call. 
you're a sweet, sweet man, but um, you know, it's just slightly annoying when it's like just it's not that much more work. It's the thing's like 95% done. Just finish off the fucking finishing touches. Ugh, all right. Sorry, shouldn't be getting into that. Um I did I did uh anyway, so my dad with uh never owned I never had a social media account, not one account. He had an email address that was strictly to receive um golf coupons. And I just remember like thinking like that was that's the way to go. So as great as um new technology is and i use it and i and i do think it is great there are something about mm, the old way is better still too you know um i like putting a record on uh the other day i found a dvd because i wanted to watch um the movie major league and i, I, I knew i knew it on dvd that was nice you know um there's just i just feel like there is such a thing as going too far forward and you you lose a lot of other things, you know. Um, but it's easier now, Joe. Isn't it easier to just take out your phone and look that up, and then you have it instantly? Yeah. Why though? So I could give my brain more time to think of stupid shit. I really do think that we have hit a plateau, where it's like we the technology is good enough. We do not even need to keep advancing it. Who's ever working on advancing it? Stop. This AI shit seems scary as hell to me. Okay. At first I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I'm like, that's amazingly horrifying what this AI could do. Um, because you know, people aren't going to use it for benefit. I mean, how many movies need to be made and not even new movies. There's been movies being made about technology and robots taking over for fucking ever now. And we're going to, and we're keep inching closer and closer to it. And there's always gonna be someone who's like, but we won't use it for that. Yeah. Fucking right. Okay. We all know these tech geniuses i'm putting in quotes because a lot of them really aren't geniuses they're, they're geniuses in the way that they know how to fucking manipulate people and make people think oh they are geniuses really they have everyone else create the shit so i always love that bill bird joke about steve jobs where it's like was steve Jobs the genius or did he just have the idea and then have a bunch of nerds working on it for him he's sitting there eating a pear or some pretentious fruit he would say with his turtleneck guy going how about you put all my music on that thing well that's gonna take a lot get to work like you know it's they are incredibly bright in a lot of ways, but uh, like no one could tell me Elon Musk made a right business decision with Twitter. That was strictly ego. Everyone's like, well, he's saving Twitter. No, he's not. He's not. It, it's, people are running away from it. I'm going on it way less than I've ever had. Way, like seriously, check my how many times I've tweeted in the last like two weeks. Real week. Um, it's just, it was never great. If you really want to save it, you know what would have made him a hero to me, an absolute hero, and I would have defended him till my death if he would have bought it and then said, here's what I'm doing with it. And then had a video of him like going to like the Twitter mainframe and then just hitting delete. And then the whole thing shuts down and Twitter is out of existence. And then he looks and says, you're welcome, Earth, and then walks away. That would have been the coolest shit ever. But those dudes never do it. And maybe it's just not human nature. It's not, but I just, I, side note, I've gotten real content with doing nothing lately. Um, every now and then I think to myself like, all right, come on, Joe, get some work done. Let's edit some video clips. Let's do some stuff. And then I just sit back and go, no, nah, or how about, no, how about fuck it? It's, it's you know, I'm going through a, a crossroads of some sorts with some things in my life. I'm on, I'm on, on where I want to put my focus on where I really want to focus. Uh, 
And and it's it's a nice feeling actually because I'm not feeling. I used to like hate myself and be really mad at myself for not working as hard. Um, but thankfully, the algorithm on certain platforms. I'm looking at you, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I go on Facebook for Facebook Marketplace, and I get sucked in a little bit. Uh, Instagrams. I don't. I don't mind Instagram. I have no feelings after Instagram of like we're going backwards as a society because it's usually just people posting nice pictures of themselves or. Um, a lot of the videos I see don't really bother me too much. Um, and TikTok, I do find enjoyable as well. But uh, Facebook and Twitter are the two where it just makes me shake my head all the time. Because you can see the anger in people on those platforms. And uh, it's just the utter stupidity too. Um, just believing in anything, you know. Um, any little story, is it's everywhere. This is happening everywhere. It's like, is it? Or are you just a fucktard? Um, so <laughs> I love that phrase. Uh, is it, it's narrowly, it's, it's tard, short for tardiness, by the way. It's not, I don't, the R word boo, it's bad. I don't like it. I don't use it. Um, so just to be clear on that, I, I have to be clear. I know last week on the podcast, I told my friend Kristen Toomey said that I hold back too much and she is right. I've caught myself holding back. That's not holding back. That's just correcting people on what it is. Okay. It's tardiness. That's what it's, it's short for. You're, you're a fuck because you're always tardy. Why are you tardy? Because you're fucking stupid. So therefore, you're late to things. Constantly late. And nobody respects a person like that. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw this video where the, this, this guy in his car. These dudes always like shooting videos from their car. What the fuck is that about? Is there good lighting in the car? Good sound. Good sound quality in a car, I believe. Good acoustics. And the dude's like, oh, man. These immigrants have such an advantage on us. Right? They come. They're ready to work seven jobs. They, they will do anything to provide for the family. They went through hardships just to get here. And I, I'm, I'm listening to that. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Immigrants, yeah, they're very impressive. I wish we were all kinder to them um, and made things easier so they didn't have to work seven fucking jobs and didn't treat them like shit a lot of times, you know? Because uh, if you're any kind of, unless you're Native American, you or you've come from immigrants. Um, obviously, black people, that was terrible. You guys weren't, you didn't exactly immigrate over here. Um, so yeah, but like, that's, that's the thing. I was like, where's he going with this? And he's like, you need to think like an immigrant or else you will get outworked. You need to fucking be, eat, sleep. And I'm just like, I, these, I see these guys, a lot of these guys, I talked about them recently and I'm going to talk about them again. Cause they bother me. These, this is my message to, if I have young listeners at all, or anyone who's still has time to control the direction of their life. Uh, which is everybody, really. No matter what your age or you have control, um, to an extent, of course. These people who tell you fucking work 70 hours a week and eat, sleep, and drink work and don't be out working all that stuff, they're not talking about a work of passion. They're not telling you to fucking write 10 songs a day. They're not telling you to um, you know, stay in the gym all day to perfect your jump shot. They're not telling you to uh, you know, really work on that art you're creating or... Um, you know, I mean, like, like I, like Doug Stanhope had this great joke 15 years ago, or he's like, hard work's great if it's a work of passion, but if you're just working hard to make someone else more money so you could buy shit you don't need, right? Like, you know, it's fight club talked about that too. That was part of the message in fight club. I agree with that because what these people don't also mention is you fucking die at the end. Okay. You die at the end. So this idea of spending all your time working your ass off to achieve what? Time is your most valuable currency. It's time. That's what matters more. You would rather make 30 grand less and have more time to yourself or whatever the number is. I just, I don't know. I just picked 30 grand out of my ass, but like it's for real fucking for real. 
And I've never heard, I've been to so many wakes and funerals in my life. I've never heard any where they were like, man, we wish he was at work more. Or she was at work more. We wish they were at work more and we saw less of them. No one's ever said that. They don't. They might say, we appreciate the hard work and providing for us. Again, that's different though. If you're working hard to put food on the plate and all that, that's awesome. But if you're working hard to put food on, on your family's uh, table, uh, roof over your head, all that necessities, and you're working double, triple hard for for a fucking Canadian goose jacket for so, so you could buy new shoes all the time, so you could surround yourself with cool shit. Dude, there are times where I'm in my office and I'm looking around being like, man, I could sell all this stuff and make a pretty penny. I'm not gonna because I enjoy it all that stuff. But then I've also made the mindset of like, I'm going to slow down on trying to go out of my way to purchase some of these things. Cause at the end of the day, it's going to end up in some fucking trash bin anyway, eventually, you know, uh, I know it's a real doom and gloom way to look at, it, especially as I talked about this podcast being all like fucking happy opening day, everybody. Um, no, it's just, it makes me, it, it bums me out when I see people, uh, obsessed by material stuff, you know, um, like instead of, uh, I just think to myself, like, you know, that extra money instead of buying toys, and there's much essentially what they are. A lot of stuff around me, these look that's bobblehead behind me. It's cool, it's a toy. Um, like the frame picture of my buddy Colt, that's the stuff I want more of. You know, personal connections, frame, pictures of me and my friends framed up on walls. That's not very expensive and all that either. And those are memories and those are things you cherish. You look at those, you feel good. Um but no, because I just I just know like I look at this office and I put in a lot of work to this office, spent a lot of money in this office, and I've had one friend over <laughs> in the year I've had this thing, in the year we since we built this office in my basement. And um, so sometimes you just think to yourself, like, am I, I'm buying stuff so I could look at it for a moment. Um, and then I'll tell my sons, be careful, don't break it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes we gotta grow up. Grow up, Peter Pan. Um, what else is going on? I had a fun show last night at Comedians You Should Know in Chicago. What happened was I was not feeling great though. I was originally booked to close out the show. Uh, but I saw my buddy, Nate Craig was in town. I'm like, well, Nate doesn't live here. So give him the more time. I'm fine with that. And also I just wasn't feeling great. I started a blood pressure medication yesterday and it was day one. And I, my doctor did say take a couple days to get used to it. And it's not like it didn't make me feel like ill. It just, I felt like I had no, uh, like life in me like <laughs> that sounds bad i had like no energy i just felt completely drained um and just like a little off like i remember thinking to myself i'm gonna go up there and just be slower with my delivery i'm not gonna be crisp and it's just gonna be like and it's gonna be a drag on everybody because i'm not gonna be able to take it up that second notch every comedian has had a day or i'm sure every performer every person what am i saying it's not just a performance thing i'm sure people when they go to work have to you know, hype themselves up a little bit just to make it through the day. But it's different as a comedian, though. You know, I mean, you got an office job. You can just put your head down for a little bit, lie low, try to, you know, do that thing. Cough a bunch. People stay away from you. That's what I do if I worked in an office. If I worked in an office and I didn't want people to bother me, I'd just, <clears throat> just cough a few times and people would get the fuck out of your way. You know, that's one of the best things in the post-COVID world is if you want people to leave you alone a little bit, you could just be like, I think I'm coming down with something. And they will clear out of your fucking path. It's wonderful. So, uh, but like, I just, so sometimes when you're as a comedian, you're tired, but you just have to dig and just get that second gear. You get that adrenaline rush from the audience cheering. But I knew the way I was feeling that day that I was just, I just didn't think that was going to happen. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh, it's, it's a new medication. I'll, I'll figure out how to 
have energy, you know, my body will get, I'll eventually I'm get used to it. It's going to have no side effects, which is why my doctor chose this medication, which I'm very pumped up about, by the way. And, um, and I wanted the show to end strong. So I was like, I care too much about people's experience. So I know my boy, Nate Craig was always going to deliver and he did, but I will say this, I fucking delivered too. I had, a, I had a pretty awesome set or a fun set. I mean, I've had better sets, but, uh, it was uh, top to bottom. It was a fun one because I think once I went up there, I'm like, I got to commit. And um, I started ranting about something. And I just, I did like my first, it was a short set. It was only 12 minutes. Everyone does 12 minutes except the headliner. It was like about 20 on a local showcase like uh, Communities You Should Know here in the beautiful city of Chicago. And that I, um, I, I did the first three or four, three minutes, four minutes of just uh, ripping with the crowd, just riffing with them. You know, this one guy got up as I was taking the stage and he was sitting in front of her and he got up and he probably did it at the bathroom or something. And we, just to be funny, I took his chair away and I go, look at this piece of shit leaving. Huh? I come to the stage and you walk away. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. And he doesn't know this, but I took his chair away. And I think he came in and realized where the fuck my chair going. He kind of sat in the back. I couldn't address that because I was already fucking with some other people in the crowd. So I did some fun crowd work and then just kind of, uh, I rolled that into like, I'm on blood pressure medication now. And then I was acting very psychotic. So people were like, Jesus Christ, this guy's heart's going to explode, which made it fun. Um, cause then later people were like, dude, you're hilarious, but I think you should calm down a little bit. And I told him, I'm like, a lot of that was an act. Okay. I was in control up there. That's what we do sometimes. Um, cause I, I can't even remember what I was ranting about, but it was definitely some fun stuff. And, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a really good show, top to bottom. So, yeah, if you're ever in Chicago, you guys got to come out to Communities You Should Know. Or in New York, the New York one's great, too. And the L.A. one's going monthly. It's it's uh, um, it's um, monthly. And I think the last month, they I don't know when they're coming up this month, but um, or in April, I mean. But I remember they had Bill Burr out again. And they've, they've got some big names popping through there. So if you're in L.A., check out Communities You Should Know as well. All right. Um, other things I could talk about with you all uh, right now is that um, – I got to think about my diet now. That's, you know, I'm trying to avoid salty stuff or things that are like just too much. I don't know what I'm going to do with drinking. Obviously, I got to slow down in that. Maybe that's what caused the high blood pressure. But I don't drink a ton. I drank a lot in March, though. Um, but January, I barely drank. February was like, eh. Uh, I went hard in March. But I don't think I, I've had the high blood pressure thing for quite some time. So I don't think it was quite drinking related. But now I do need to. I'm not, I'm not even in my four. I'm not even 40. I'm a couple of years from 40 and I'm already having to reassess everything. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right at all. Um, all right. Well, you know, I, I do, I'm trailing off here at the end and I'd rather keep it tight. I'd rather do a tight 23, 25 minutes than to try to purposely stretch to 30, uh, just for everybody. Um, I'm going to have to come up with a new schedule for this podcast though. If you notice, this is two weeks in a row. I'm dropping on a Thursday. I dropped last week's on a Friday. I got a bonus one coming later too. So I apologize. The bonus is a little late. I did last week's bonus, but there will be a bonus for today as well. Remember, you could subscribe to the Patreon for um, as little as $3 a month. And if you do, you will be net mentioning the special thanks. There's more perks if you're in the higher tiers, just to give everyone a heads up. Uh, like you could suggest topics for me to talk about, all sorts of fun stuff like that. And... Um, where am I going to go with this? Oh, yes. A new podcast is on its way. A new, not new episode, a new podcast. That's right. Myself and comedian Jonah Jerkins, who's been a regular on this podcast. Uh, we've got already six full episodes in the bank recorded and filmed. And it looks good. And it sounds good. Although episodes two and three had some echo. Um, but we've, we've fixed it up where it sounds pretty good. But um, I'm excited for this. 
And I think you guys should be excited too, because you're gonna be like, holy shit, Joe has actually got his shit together. So therefore, when this podcast launches, it's gonna be consistently every day, same every week, same time, every week, same time. And I think that's gonna be fun for everybody. All right, uh, you guys have yourselves a great weekend. Do something you haven't done before, right? Um, if you're a girl, whip those boobs out at a red light. If you're a dude, no, keep your dick in your pants. Dudes need to stop. We, we take it out way too much. Uh, but you know, let's ha have some fun out there. Be kind to each other. Be cool to one another. Um, and uh, this podcast will still remain a 30-minute podcast, and I'm going to keep that going um, to the best of my ability. Okay, now if, if the new podcast takes off and it becomes like a mega, mega hit, this one I might have to figure out what to do with as well because time constraints will be a thing. But I love doing the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. All right, cheers to you and yours. You guys are the best. Love ya.